0: Would you like to find out how to align your life with god's best i'm lisa pulliam founder of more to be and host of this podcast and i believe that the more we seek god and study his word the more he'll transform us to become like jesus and equip us to impact this world with kingdom hope that's what a life aligned with his best looks like and that's our mission at more to be to become more like jesus this episode is sponsored by our more to be sisterhood You can join the sisterhood at academymore and get access to a library of biblically-based resources and coaching opportunities. We are so grateful for our sisters from around the world who make this podcast possible. And now let's jump into this episode of the More to Be podcast and seek God to equip us to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus every day. On today's episode of the More To Be podcast, I am joined by a longtime friend and mentor, Lucinda Seacrest-McDowell, and she is joining us from Boston, Boston, Massachusetts area, and so we're getting to connect over Zoom, first time we've seen each other face-to-face in a long time. Lucinda is a storyteller and seasoned mentor who engages both heart and mind while helping you choose a life of serenity and strength a graduate of Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary and Furman University. Lucinda is an award-winning author of 15 books, including Life-Giving Choices, Ordinary Graces, and Dwelling Places. Known for conveying deep truth in practical and winsome ways, Lucinda co-directs Renew Writers Retreat, lives in New England, and shares words at McDowell.com. She's also a very entertaining, biblically sound, totally wise speaker. So if you are looking for a retreat speaker, I would 100% support uh, asking Lucinda for that because I've been blessed to sit under her teaching multiple times. So welcome to the podcast, Lucinda. It is so good to be with you, Lisa. And we met when I spoke
1: somewhere and that was many years ago. And um, and now you're living in another state and guess what? The last time you and I were together was in Boston, but I oh, actually
0: right. live in Connecticut. I oh, live in right. Connecticut. That's okay. I just wanted to, just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, for some reason, I guess I always think Boston because of the because iron. Because that's where we iron. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: That was the last time a number of years ago. So bring us up to speed uh, for those who are listening, because we have a whole lot of listeners from my hometown. So, they probably oh, are good. familiar with you. All the Three Village Church ladies, shout yes, out to them. Yes, yes, the Talk It. Uh, yes. Right? And we've got Camp Spofford people that I'm sure are listening. Oh, fun. That
1: Okay. Well, members. you know, I'm still at it. Isn't that wonderful? Um, I am, as we were talking about, living in Connecticut and Boston and even the Talk Long Island. Um, I'm actually a Southern gal who has lived up here in the Northeast for 30 years. And I'm still in Connecticut now, and um, I continue to love God's word to my passion. I'm a word girl. I love uh, lifting it up and sharing it in very practical ways. And I do that through writing books and through speaking, through teaching, through training, through mentoring, just any, any door that, I, that God opens, I'll walk through. Uh, and so I am still doing that, yes. And I'm very excited, uh, Lisa, because my 15th book just uh, was just released. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, um, the timing that it was released, but I actually feel it's my most important book I've ever written. Right. It's called Soul Strong, Seven Keys to a Vibrant Life. And so where I am now is that I am of that season where I am ready to really uh, pass along as I have been doing my whole life, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the the hard fought lessons um, and and that I've learned from the Lord on many different levels. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm still married to Mike. We just celebrated 36 years together. He is a retired minister. Mm -hmm. And um, we have six young adult children living all over the place. (laughs) Wow.
0: Wow. That's
1: Crazy. It's one it's wonderful we actually would rather be with those humans than just about anybody they they've turned into amazing people kind of in spite of us and um, and some my girls and their husbands have produced four absolutely brilliant grandchildren mm, so course. now my favorite uh, name to answer to is granny Lou Granny Lou. Yes. <laughs> nice.
0: Now did the first grandchild dub that name? How that name come about?
1: Oh, oh well, you know how it's a, there's always a story. No, um my my first grandchild ch- is from my daughter Fiona and um I wanted the kids to call me granny. So they called me granny, but then my other daughter Maggie when she had a child, her husband's mother also went by Granny. If you uh-huh. can believe it, yeah. Uh, both of us went by Granny, and so for that child, I said, "Oh, that's okay. You can call me Granny Lou, short for Lucinda." Yeah, yeah. So that that's kind of how that came about. But you know what? I really don't care what anybody calls me, as long as they call me. Yeah, <laughs> and right, you right, call right. me Cindy, and that's fine too. My grown-up name is Lucinda, but you know, anything yeah, yeah.
0: works. Yeah, yeah. That's so fun. I, I only ask because, you know, my children are not yet old enough to give me grandchildren, or maybe they are some sort of old enough, but not married and not having grandchildren yet. And so we joke about what my name will be. And I want to be Yaya. Uh, okay. Because I just know a Yaya, that's lots of fun. And I want to be like her when I grow up. Well, it up, sounds fun. It sounds right? fun. But the kids, they hate it. So now I, I'm teasing Caitlin, my youngest, who who rides. And she loves on this particular horse at the farm, like it's her own. And I spend a lot of time with this particular pony as well. And so I, when I'm hanging out with Tia, I say, oh, I'm your yaya. I'm Tia's yaya. <laughs> the kids joke, you can be a horse's yaya, but not a human's yaya.
1: It will probably come very organically when it happens. Yeah. It might yeah. come from a child or who knows, but, um, those yeah. days may come, and and we became grandparents fairly later in life. So you know, yes, yeah,
0: knows? yeah. who knows? Thank the, you. It, it's nice to be able to have a lighthearted conversation in the day and age that we
1: it live is. in with the and, kids you know, and joke we,
0: about something. Yeah. I
1: know, I know, and I just want to speak to all those out there who have been have not been able to see and be with family, yeah. and I'm in that situation too. You know, having been in quarantine and living here in the Northeast. And some of my family does live near the area and I have begun gradually to see them to some degree, Mm -hmm. but you know, it is hard. And I know that, that that's a very, very difficult thing. There've been many things. Uh, One, one has been how do I reach out and help others choose a life of serenity and strength when we're all stuck here? So -hmm. that's why being on this podcast is, is so great. I love your, your uh, vision for helping women think biblically and live transformed. Because you mm-hmm. know what? You, you and I have always been on the same page. Yeah. And I just yeah. totally, that's where it's at. Right.
0: So I'm right. excited
1: to do that today with you.
0: Yeah, and I know that's the heart behind your book, Soul Strong. So help us understand how you came to write this book.
1: Well, I actually came to write Soul Strong because of people like you. Uh, not you specifically, although honestly, um, the introduction which is called how do you do it uh came about because I would meet younger women like you through the years and Mm -hmm. and we would talk and we would be in very informal kinds of situations of sharing with one another intergenerationally and um and people kept saying how do you do it how do you after all these years (laughs) maintain Mm -hmm. your faith and your hope and and you know how do you keep going? Because life is very hard and very mm-hmm. challenging. And um, I would think when someone would ask me something like that, I would think, oh my gosh, I don't even feel like I am doing that very well. Mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, I felt mm-hmm. like the least qualified to ever write to people and say, these are the keys to a vibrant life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as as I thought, and and I would say to the Lord, I would say, you've got Far more brilliant people and more uh, famous people and everything to write about this, and he said, "Yes, I do." But that doesn't stop you from being obedient if I've asked you to share
0: what mm. you've learned. Mm-hmm.
1: But the God story in the Lucinda version, and so basically, when I did finally say yes to the Lord, um, I it was like one afternoon. He, I said, not you know, if I want, if someone sat me down and said, what are the key essentials for living soul strong, meaning staying strong throughout your life through anything, uh, and continuing to be a woman of faith. Um, I came up with like, Seven couplets of two Mm. words each. And you know, they never changed. I spent a couple of years writing the book, and it always came down to those very basic things that I think are important. So that has been my passion, Lisa. And that's why I think it's my most important book because it's an interactive guide. It's actually Mm -hmm. a guide where you work through how to embrace certain things into your life.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you
1: do that, you become transformed. And of course, everything's based on the Bible.
0: Right, right, right. And I know, I just want to point this out. So I'm glad you said interactive because I think it's always helpful for somebody to understand, is this a book I'm just sitting back by the pool and, and reading or on the beach or in my commute and I'm just taking it in or am I applying it? And you have set this book up in such a way that the application is as much of the journey as the intake.
1: It is. It's, and I meant it to be that way. You know, some people, you can look at this book, flip through it. And in some ways, it looks like a Bible study that you fill in and look up verses and stuff. In some places, it looks like a prayer book, yeah. um, wonderful prayers. In other places, you know, it, it's just a nonfiction book, but it is actually what I call an interactive guide to life. Mm. Now, it's an atypical discipling guide, but it's very practical. And um, I actually spent the first eight weeks of of the quarantine, I had planned to teach a study to women in our community up here in Hartford um, at a coffee shop. And, uh, and when, and when everything shut down, we decided Mm -hmm. to do it on zoom. And so they would go through the interactive part all week and then we would get together. And on zoom, I would then teach a whole new lesson that, you know, reflected that. Mm. And it just works the best if you try to work through the work. And Mm. even if it takes you a while, or if you Mm -hmm. have to move on to another key, it's all keys to live a vibrant life. And, um, yeah, so I thank you for saying that.
0: Yeah, well, I think it's important, and I'm just gonna reference the seven chapter titles. I think give insight to what this is is about. So, and there are many of the words I use it more to be, and the things that I write at more to be. So I, I giggle. That's like, because oh. you and I are kindred yeah. spirit sisters. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. So live, loved, be authentic. Dwell deep, pray always, overcome pain, extend kindness, and share stories. And so it it really is kind of these, you, you call them keys, pillars, spiritual disciplines, like areas that we can explore spiritual and emotional and relational growth By going through chapter by chapter and I know one of the chapters we kind of want to hang out tonight on tonight. Gosh, I've been up a long time today (laughs) is extend kindness Uh, and so what led to writing of that particular chapter and concept.
1: That's a really good question. When I came up with the uh, couplets, my thought for this section is. How do we become that kind of person who is a person of grace and mercy and compassion? And as I was thinking of that, because I really do believe that's what God is calling us to be, all of mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I heard these words: extend kindness. It seemed so simple that day. One of my one of the th- many things I do is sometimes I'm a substitute at the local public high school. Mm-hmm. And that particular time when I was writing this chapter, I had been uh, with the special ed uh, class that had gradu- quote, graduated from high school, but they weren't 21 yet. So we did a lot of practical things with them. And I was waiting to take them on a, on a bus trip to the community college. And as I was waiting in their room and they were all arriving, now these are uh, um, intellect, adult, young adults with intellectual disabilities facing life. Mm-hmm. And on the wall was a plaque by Henry James. And it said the following, it said, there are three things in human life that are important. The first is to be kind. The second is to be kind. And the third is to be kind. Mm. And then as all those young adults came and we gathered them and I took them over to Central Connecticut University and and I was reliving in my mind when my own son with intellectual disabilities had left high school and gone out into the world mm-hmm. and how so often people are not kind right, right. to anyone who is different from them. Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking that's the core. You see, mm-hmm. instead of calling this extend grace or ex- which I am a grace girl, yeah, but yeah. You know, why not just extend kindness? You know why? Because it's doable. Yeah. All of us can learn to be kind, can't we, Lisa? Yeah, yeah. We can all learn to be kind. We can all, um, and then, of course, the biblical aspects uh, of that, the mercy, the compassion, we discover those as we study God's word. Yeah. But we can be kind, and I really believe that's the heart of a soul-strong woman. Is It's the baseline for all those other characteristics, yeah. Um I mean, you see all kinds of, there's a t-shirt that says in a world where you can be anything, be kind. kind. Now I don't have one, but I love that because it's so true. It is a choice we make.
0: Yeah. And we
1: can make a choice when we are up against something where we can respond or react a certain way, we can choose to be kind in that incident. And when we do, we honor God. Mm, well, it's so we relevant. Do. We love like Jesus, right?
0: Right, right. And in the middle, so we're recording this now. COVID is who knows how many months in, depending upon region. So we are. Some places are coming out of the stay-at-home orders. We are post uh, the, the George Floyd's death, which we've talked about on the podcast, and and the racial tensions, the protests, the riots. We, we've had Barb Rusand, who I met through you actually at- Oh, I love, I love Barb. I love
1: Barb Rus. Yes, I wrote her yesterday. Yeah.
0: Right, so so we have been talking through this idea of, of getting out of ourselves, like Barb really emphasized on the episodes on race that we talked about, like stop looking at it from eye and start looking at it from, from an other's perspective. And so this idea of kindness to me is this external action, but it's a, it's a manifestation of an internal state that when we're unkind, we have to ask ourselves what's going on inside of us.
1: Well, part of it is, and I have said this before, I also do a lot of training of other writers and speakers. And often I will say, just assume that everyone in your audience is wounded in some way. yes. Because yes. we are not only surrounded by the wounded, but guess what, Lisa, you and I are the yeah. wounded. Yeah. And and the eras of judgment and rejection and loneliness and hopelessness, they rain down on all of us. Yeah. They certainly do. And so much that we're in a battle, and particularly these days, I'm glad you gave the context for yeah. today, Yeah. Uh, just to keep going, aren't yeah. we? Um, but we don't know the burdens other people carry. There was an Irish minister, a Scottish minister. Oh, how could I get the Irish and the Scottish mixed up a Scottish minister um, who once said these words, which I'm sure you've heard be kind because uh, everyone is fighting a hard battle. Mm. And so it does come from an internal we, we, and that's why I have the chapters before this about knowing how loved we are and learning how to grow stronger through our pain. But then at that point, the wounded become wounded healers and one of the basic first steps we can do for that is to reach out in kindness instead of reacting with defensiveness
0: yeah
1: and um and so there are a lot of really practical ways to do that to be compassionate I take people through some things in this section about to try to look and target how they could be kind to all kinds of different people Mm. and um And then I also, uh, I have to tell you that um, a great phrase I got from someone else of thinking about it this way is how do we learn how to love everybody always? Mm, Everybody Always is the title of a book I read about three or four summers ago by Bob Goff. And it really affected me deeply because he ended the book by saying, um, all of your friends have asked me to do an intervention with you and tell you, you can't keep living the way you are. That's mm. how he ended that book. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, 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 and he said, even when you feel you can't muster the strength to love your enemies, the truth is you can, but it will be ugly, messy, and you will be misunderstood. Yeah. But as you keep doing it, God will transform you and turn you into love. Mm. And I broke down crying and said, that's what I want. I don't want to just do love or do kindness. Mm. I want to actually embody it. And of yes. course, Lisa, you and I know. Yeah. Sinners say by grace that the only way that will happen is with an indwelling
0: of Jesus Christ. So I've got a story. This, My daughter hopefully won't be mad that I'm throwing her under the bus right now, but my... <laughs> My strong and fierce, Abby, she's my second one, right? And so she's 18. She is probably one of the kindest people I know in terms of her attentiveness to needs that need to be met. She just can see it. She can organize things. She can just show up. But she's the one that I've been in verbal battle with up until she was about 16, 17, like just Regular conflict, and I prayed for years, Lord, she, if she submitted to you, she will accomplish great things, but if she is operating in her own flesh, she is going to wreak havoc, and we'd have this conversation over and over and over again, and, and really in the last, you know, her freshman year in college was fantastic for her to have her own spiritual growth and, and transformation. Mind you, two weeks ago, she had her wisdom teeth taken out and she was on the drugs for the wisdom teeth. She you know, it's covid, I'm not allowed to go into the office with her. The nurse brings her out to the front door. I open the car door for her to get in. That girl sassed me to no end. I said, "Stop talking. You're you're bleeding. Don't tell me not to talk." I was like, excuse me, <laughs> you shut your mouth, girl, and <laughs> get in the car. Like, there was all the freshness, the whole drive home, all of 10 minutes of it. She is just out of control. And I, I've joked with her since. I'm like, you on drugs is you out of control and not surrendered to the Holy Spirit. And I praise the Lord that he God in heaven is your authority and that you are yielded to the leading in the Holy Spirit. Because if what wants to come out of your flesh is anything like what it was when you were on that medication, it's trouble. It's troubling. And I think that's true for so many of us is that there is this tension between the kindness we know ought to come out of us and the feelings that we actually have with inside of us.
1: And when we are placed in such a situation, now I realize she was also on drugs and yeah, yeah my when my daughter had her wisdom teeth out and was on drugs, we were headed for an overseas trip and she loaded barbells in her suitcase. Oh, no. Anyway, I know, it's crazy. But the point is, um the the point is our our when we are up against something, even like a quarantine or a pandemic yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Our our baser selves so often pop up and, and, you know, unless we are totally under the control of Christ and that requires that dwelling deeply. That's why dwell deeply is such a great chapter about the spiritual disciplines. But the whole thing about this kindness is we also have to realize that the ones that we are in that house with all that time are the ones we need to be loving always. Mm -hmm. You know, it's great Mm -hmm. to talk about loving the people across on the other side of town and the this and the that the other side of the world. That's Mm -hmm. great. But are you extending kindness Mm -hmm. to the Mm -hmm. people in your home? Mm -hmm. And so I just want to lift that up because and I also lift up in this chapter. Are you being kind to yourself? Yeah, because I think people beat up on themselves. (laughs) I, I don't know about you. Mm -hmm. I am so tired of everybody telling me all the people that achieved great things during the plague, because I did not achieve great things during my time of quarantine, but I'm not going to be hard on myself Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I did stay soul strong Mm -hmm. every day. And yes, I might do it differently, but... um, so I really believe that um, we can extend kindness to all kinds of people. And I know you've had different podcasts focusing on, on different things that our, our country is going through right now. And I do in this section talk about having certain hard conversations and, and how to do that and some of the ways that we can be sensitive and do that in a way that is more endearing, you know, than, than not, but at the same time, Um, I also think that we need to look at, uh, you know, who are the people that we are influencing? Mm -hmm. Now, Mm -hmm. obviously, you've mentioned your children and um, any of us who have children, uh, we influence them. But really, all of us are older women who Mm -hmm. influence someone.
0: Mm -hmm. Even your
1: daughters, you know, who are in college and, and even your daughter in high school. I mean, there's always someone that we are there to influence. And so... I uh, wanted to tell you that one of the things that that in this season of my life, even, even really since I've seen you, um, I've been just really embracing that part of me that is a spiritual mama. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told you that I love answering to Granny Lou, but honestly, I love answering to spiritual mama almost uh, even more because um, I love to just listen to, um, to people younger than I am and try to help them see themselves through God's eyes, really look into them and and see who they are. I try to use encouraging words to lift them. And I love learning from them. I have so much to learn from the younger women. and um, then also, I do try to love them. Love, uh, you know, in a relationship because I know you do tons of mentoring mm. in your ministry, but, love is a mixture of truth and grace. Mm-hmm. And, and as we get to know someone and are in a relationship with them, we can love them with uh, wonderful grace, but we also earn a right to be able to share truth. Jesus was always a mixture of truth and grace.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and
1: then, you know, the last L is I try to launch. I mean, I love nothing better than lifting someone up and helping them see who God called them to be. And it very probably, does not include me necessarily in their life for a long length of time, but that's mm. okay too. Um, I think these are ways that we extend kindness is just to listen and to, uh, acknowledge someone else. Mm.
0: Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that,
1: that's an area that I try to encourage people to think of, you know, people get so, uh, sort of threatened by tr- thinking of themselves as a mentor or, or like a spiritual mama but just think of anything you've learned in parenting or maybe teaching or managing a staff i mean it's transferable mm-hmm. concepts isn't it
0: it is it is and i i think of it going back to paul saying you know follow me follow my example but i'm following christ's example and so if our vision is on what is christ's example for me then from that place of what is Christ's example for me, what we're asking people to do in that mentoring context is really not not look at us, but look at Jesus.
1: We're we're the ones that point, um, yeah. and that's yeah. why I, I love and that my vision is to help others choose. In other words, I'm not just going to choose it for them, but I'm going to help point. So you're yeah. absolutely
0: right. Right, right, right. Um,
1: and the and the way really to talk about any kind of extending of kindness or compassion is uh I love this is used constantly in the Bible. Oh, I just forgot we haven't done our Bible first yet.
0: Yeah, I'm getting ready to turn to it. Oh, so perfect okay. timing. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. My ring light went off and it flustered me. That's okay. Yeah. So yeah. So you were saying any, you know, anytime we look at the Bible.
1: Well, I wanted to lift up this verse. Yeah. Whenever, is this a good time to do this? Yeah. Now? Yeah, please do it. Well, yeah. I wanted to lift up first Peter uh, three and actually verses eight and nine, I'd like to share. Mm-hmm. Um, we are reminded by Peter to sympathize with each other, Yeah. Um, to love each other as brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. to be tender hearted, to keep a humble attitude. I mean, wow, that's just verse eight. And that gives so many amazing ways that we can extend kindness, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Then he
1: goes on. I I do want to read nine, if I may. Please. Don't repay evil for evil. Okay. You've you've been rejected. You've been betrayed. Mm -hmm. You've been hurt. But don't repay evil for evil. And don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. I know. Okay instead what does Peter say pay them back with a blessing that is what God has called you to do and he will grant you his blessing you know um I'm reading actually from this uh inspire it's a new living translation that's what that was just in case somebody was wondering I know I'm always wondering which translation yeah 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 (laughs) and um I just love that because I feel like those two verses so speak to us today. And uh, Lisa, as you and I were praying about what we would talk about, we just both felt in our spirit that this was it. Yeah, These are yeah, things yeah. that we can cling to. Um, and I love when he said, instead, pay them back with a blessing and that God's called you to do that and he'll give you his blessing. And I would say you don't feel like you have a blessing to pay them back with. Mm-hmm. We we don't have that love to give. We don't, we don't maybe have the understanding yet, but God will give it to us yeah. so that we can be vessels of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and so what I was going to say in my final words, or, you know, is just the whole idea of shining a light in the darkness. Yeah. Yeah. There is so much darkness. Um You've referred to several things happening, but you have left a lot of it out, (laughs) probably intentionally. And, you know, we don't need to mention it, but everywhere we look, uh, a light needs to shine. And all throughout God's word, we're told that we're to be that light.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because when you emailed me and said, you know, here's some verses that we can talk about, I jumped on the first Peter one because... I had read this in my normal Bible reading. I read through First and Second Peter recently, and made the decision that I am having the twins, who are fourteen, read First and Peter, First and Second Peter this summer. And the way I approached that was, I wanted them to read the both books in one week, and then we are sitting down and we are going through Second Peter. Um, I'm just turning to it. Second Peter. Uh, verses five, I want them to study that verse for the entire summer. So I'm just going to read that verse because it it ties into this. So for this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, endurance with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being useless or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, that that says it all, doesn't it? Right, right. It says it all. And, and Luke said to me, what do you mean we have to study this the whole summer? And <laughs> I, I said, here's the assignment. They're gonna take each word, one per week. So goodness, the second week will be knowledge, the third oh, okay. week will be self-control. And I said, I want you to look up that word in Bible gateway and look at how many verses you see on that then pick three verses and I want you to study those three verses in the context of the of the scripture passage and if you want to look up the Greek and the Hebrew to figure out what the real meaning is you know beneath what you just (laughs) interpret it to be and then we're going to regather at the end of the week and they'll each have three verses and we'll talk it through and and figure out how do we actually do this not just claim it so how and luke said but the whole point of this is just to be love and i <laughs> said to him like yes but that's the cake and the cake has lots of ingredients ingredients
1: that make it yes that make job. it well, and you know what I love about that particular passage? I, in fact, we're going to send our all our listeners into First and Second Peter, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. What I love about that passage is just before the verses that you gave the twins to learn yes. is one of my most favorite verses in the Bible, and I cling to it every day. And it's yes. Second Peter one three. God has given us everything yes. we need to live a godly life. Yep. So if yep. you're one of our listeners and you're thinking. I can't be kind to everyone. I can't love everybody always. I can't be a light in this darkness. What can I do? I want you to know God's already said in second Peter one, three right before all those verses that Lisa mentioned that her kids are studying that he's already given us everything we need. So even if you are someone who is alone and cannot leave your home because of health reasons now or whatever, you can still be kind. There are so many ways to be that person with Christ in you and uh, to shine a light. And, you know, another thing, as I was talking about being granny Lou and all that, I did a word study of my name my name is Lucinda. It's not even a family name. It's just something they pulled out of a hat and it actually means bringer of light. And at this age, I discovered that. And I thought, Oh Lord, I wonder if I've, you know, I want to live up to my name, you know, but Mm -hmm, I it mm -hmm. gave me a mantle almost, you know, to think. And um, so I, I have a really good uh, quote I'd like to share either now or or sometime. Okay, well, as I was thinking of, of the of our day-to-day, everybody, I'm speaking to our listeners now. Um, I know that in your heart you want to bring light and you want to be kind. And remember, it begins with those at of us at home, it begins with those at home. It begins with letting the Lord live in your heart and and be fil- being filled with the Spirit because we can only do so much in our own strength. But you know, it also Uh, requires us to think before we speak Mm -hmm. and and to try to put ourselves in another person's shoes and try to, you know, uh, hear not just what they're saying or spouting or screaming, but -hmm. what's happening inside. Mm -hmm. And and that all comes, can come from the Lord. Um, I read a book when I was really young um, by Madeline Langell called Walking on Water. And Mm. it was all about how to live a life of faith and art. Mm. And and it, it really changed me. This was in the early 1980s. And um, here's something that the late Madeline Langle said about light. She said, we draw people to Christ, not by loudly discrediting what they believe, by telling them how wrong they are and how right we are, but by showing them a light that is so lovely that they want with all their hearts to know the source of it. Mm. And that's what I want to do by trying to extend kindness.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that light won't shine under an a attitude and unkindness, right? It will extinguish the light. And so kindness is the, the invitation to connection and connection is the opportunity to share the light.
1: And if we, when we blow it, which we will, I was going to say, if we blow it,
0: when When we blow blow it it, and the mm -hmm.
1: wrong word blurts out, or we have a little chip on our shoulder or something comes through, Mm -hmm. you know, that we can, we can start over. We We can confess, we can ask for forgiveness. We can uh, just be authentic and say, Hey, I blew it, but that isn't the way I want to live.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Such good stuff. So I'm wondering if you would be willing to close us in prayer. I would very much be willing to, and um, before we do that, yes, tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, well, (laughs) since we probably can't hug each other right
1: now uh, in person, I would love for you to visit me online, and it's lucindasecrestmcdowell.com, so I'm assuming that maybe that'll be written somewhere on your podcast. Great, yeah. And uh, the book that I've been talking about is called Soul Strong, Seven Keys to a Vibrant Life. It just came out and it's available wherever books are sold. Um, If you want to email me or phone me, I also have a special going on. I'm sending signed copies out for 25% off and free shipping. So uh, you can find all that information, I'm sure, on my website. Awesome. Uh, But thank you for letting me come
0: into your uh earphones today <laughs> yeah you bet i'm glad to have you here it's good to spend this time with you so it go ahead great
1: and to connect
0: pray us out
1: so heavenly father we're your girls and we know that you are kindness and love personified and so we want to be daughters of the king and to reflect all that you are all that you have all that you promise um all the hope and the future that you want to give others and Lord most of all we do want to reflect your light in the darkness we want to be that kind of person that lifts people up instead of beating them down Lord we want to uh, think of others before ourselves we want humility we do want to bless people we want all those things and we thank you that in your word you say that you have given us everything we need so when we have you Um, we're just gonna pray that you would fill us first, fill us with the confidence that we're loved and that words and rejections and harshness cannot penetrate us to the core, that you will allow us to be soul-strong because you created us and you love us and that's where we live life from. So help us in that, Lord, and then give us wisdom and discernment of when to listen, when to speak, when to reach out. And, Lord, I mostly thank you that everyone within the sound of my voice is loved. Um, Yes, we are fighting battles, and most of us can never understand what the sister next to us is experiencing. But, Lord, we thank you that we can one another each other Mm -hmm. in various ways. So would you help us do that and give us one really practical way to do it this week? And also, would you just send one real blessing to each one in the sound of my voice that they so know that that came through your kindness and I pray all these things in the name of God the Father through his son
0: Jesus Christ and in the power of the Holy Spirit amen amen thank you so much Lucinda for being with us for this podcast we really appreciate you thank you and I
1: appreciate your ministry your books more to be everything so keep going keep doing what you're doing Lisa I'm proud of you Thanks so much.